0: We are not here to do things perfectly, but we are here to learn from each other and to grow with lots of self-love and compassion along the way. Let's get started. Hey there, welcome back to the Room to Grow podcast, and today I'm bringing you Jessica Rodriguez, and I am so excited to introduce you to her because she is just an absolute sweetheart. I had the joy of connecting with her back at an event that I went to in LA in May, and I just loved her from the moment that I met her. She just has this incredible energy that you're going to absolutely get to experience on this podcast as well. She is the founder of Freedom Driven Success and has an unapologetic mission to help purpose-driven businesses expand beyond a one-on-one reliant business model with scalable offers that allow them to amplify her, their impact and profit all while working less hours in the process. That sounds pretty damn good to me. (laughs) Jessica is also the host and founder of the freedom driven success podcast, which I highly recommend. It's fantastic. And it is absolutely jam packed with straightforward strategies, behind the scenes insights and powerful conversations about what it really takes to run a business that serves you first. Jessica has so many different things going on. Everything will be referenced over in the show notes. And I really want you to go check her out because she is a serial entrepreneur. She has launched multiple businesses that we will get into a little bit on this episode as well. And she is absolutely just so smart, so intelligent and is incredibly relatable, which is what drew me to her initially the most. She is actually really getting into a lot with us today. So we're talking about things like attaching self-worth to our work. I've absolutely been guilty of that. And uh, Jessica has a lot of experience with that as well. So she's gonna talk to us about that. She is speaking very openly about her anxiety and how she not only manages it, but actually turns it into her superpower as well, which I absolutely love. We're talking about the dark side of isolation and how the human experience is not unique. And this is why we connect to each other based on shared emotions, even if we, we have different, you know, individual experiences, we're all connected in a much deeper way than we even realize and giving yourself permission to do exactly what you need for you, no one else. And without the side of guilt that we so often serve ourselves. I love this episode. I cannot wait for you to listen for everything related to Jessica to go find her, connect with her, all the things that are mentioned today, make sure to jump over to room All the details will be over there, and let's get started with Jessica. I have the lovely and amazing Jess Rodriguez joining us today. Jess, thank you so much for coming on today.
1: (laughs) Thank you for having me. I'm so
0: excited. I'm so pumped. And you threw this together on such late notice. Like I literally messaged you two days ago and was like, can you record in two days? Because I would love to have you on and there's a tight schedule coming up and you were such a rock star. So I'm so appreciative of you jumping on in such
1: a short notice. <laughs> Absolutely. I saw the message. I was like, oh no, I already love this girl. Of course I'm going to sit down and talk with her. Let's make this happen. <laughs> You're the sweetest.
0: Oh my gosh. So I know a little bit about you, but I want everyone to get to know Jess and tell us all the things. And you've had some really like interesting pivots in your story, like both business and otherwise. And I would love to hear all the things.
1: Yeah. So let me tell you my whole story in hopefully five minutes, (laughs) but that's sometimes how it feels, right? When you start to have these conversations and you're like, I've been through so many things and that's the beauty of this journey, right? Whether it's entrepreneurship, whether it's life is that it is this ever evolving piece. And for me, I was that person that originally I was just going through the regular nine to five type of life, which was really more like nine to midnight um, because I worked multiple jobs at a time and I was going through the motions in life. So I fell under that classic, Hey, you do what you have to do. You get a job out of college. You do all the right things. You get the house, you get married. And that's how life is supposed to be. And for me, it didn't feel right. And I was the person that, yes, I had this great title you know, in my business, and I had all the things that looked right on paper, yet I was medicating myself through all of it. So it was one of those things where I didn't think I would have this much anxiety in my life and this much stress and not feel fulfilled. And at that time in my life, which we're going back to like 2011, I decided to take one thing and make a positive change in my life. And that wound up being health and wellness. So it was, let me just eat healthier. Let me explore this. Let me actually dust off the DVDs that I totally burned um, from the internet (laughs) and like use them and see what would happen. And I started to initially just have this weight loss story. And I was sharing it online because nobody around me was interested in those kind of things. You know, if you've ever been around family or friends, especially if you own a business and you're like, they have no idea what I do. Same feeling. So it was, I was sharing online and I remember one day I was approached uh, via message by somebody who said, you know what you're sharing can actually make you money. Like, do you know you can make a business out of this? And here I was working four jobs at the time, one full-time and three part-time because student loans are very real. And at that point I was like, people run online businesses? Like, are you serious? I I didn't even know that existed. And I decided to put out to the people that were following me, I had a following of like six or 7,000 at the time, which I still didn't know what that meant (laughs) at the time. Uh, And I put it out there saying, you know what, I'm going to do this program And if you want to do it with me here, if you buy it, then I actually get a commission from it, but just know, like, I'm no expert. I'm just somebody who's also going through the journey and that's all I can share with you. And I sold out all the spots that I had the first time and I went, Hmm, there may be something to this online thing, right? And within that first year, I had replaced my income from all four jobs with my online business. And then from there, it started to spur different businesses for me. So we're now seven years into me being an entrepreneur, and I have run five different businesses. And throughout the process, I have learned some of the best and hardest lessons of my life. So for me at first, when I had started in this journey, and I'm sure anyone who has a big goal can understand this is when you start getting those initial wins, it, it shocks you, right? Like it's exciting. And it's also this feeling of, I can't believe this is happening. Like this is working for me, for somebody like me. And I started to get very addicted to that, to the fact that, oh my God, people see me as this influencer. Like people see me as someone who is doing big things. So I now need to live up to that. So one of the biggest mistakes I had made within the first few years of my business was really attaching my self-worth to the work that I do. So just like people do that in their careers as you you know climb the corporate ladder i essentially did that to entrepreneurship so i had made it that if my business was succeeding so was i but if it wasn't i wasn't so this was leading to this constant up and down emotional roller coaster and i started to get to a point where i had to take a step back and just say like why are we all doing this? Why are we all showing up for life? Like, why are we all going after these big goals if we're not feeling fulfilled? So what does fulfillment actually look like in every area of your life? And why aren't we heading towards that?
0: Girl, you are just speaking straight into my soul right now. I just, I I was taking notes as you were talking and I really, I especially love what you mentioned about attaching our self-worth to our businesses because I, I, I've had a, a handful of people mention this to me lately and it's so hard to separate because we have personal businesses. We have personal brands. People are, are looking for our faces to show up on social media, assuming that people are watching, which still shocks me when people say like, oh, where, where have you been? I'm like, you have noticed that I haven't been online. Exactly. <laughs> it it's still I you know, it like you said, it it is kind of shocking when people are are looking to you and, and putting you up a little bit, whereas in our own heads we're like, Okay, but you know, there's so much more I wanna do. I've I've accomplished so little on that list. How can you be looking at me to do all of these amazing things that you think I'm doing too? It is such a conversation and it's so closely connected. How have you kind of started to break that apart a little bit, or how have you started to handle it so that it's, it's a a little bit healthier for you?
1: Yeah. So it took me, I would say at least a two year process of unlearning so much of the attachment I had because it wasn't just my income. It was every offer I put out. It was everyone's expectations, right? If I could attach some kind of self, Worth to an external force, that's exactly what I did. And what I started to do is I would have conversations, and I'm super thankful and fortunate that this happened. Uh, in the first few years of my business, it was one of those gifts that I never realized, you know, until later that was happening. Is I was always around people who were further along than me. And in a lot of these conversations, they were people who were willing to share exactly what was going on. And this was like the underbelly, right? Of entrepreneurship and business and like what people were going through. And as I was hearing that, I just remember thinking, you know, like we're all going through this, right? Like we're all having these feelings. And I started to get myself in rooms where people were talking about how much their self-worth was reliant on their business. And it was this moment of, wait, you too? Like I'm not the only one who is doing this right now, like people are doing this at all different levels. Okay. Like this tells me that this isn't just a me problem. This is an entrepreneurial problem across the board. And as soon as I saw that, it allowed me to release that guilt. Around it. And I think this happens in so many areas of our life where we'll carry the story and say, We're the only ones going through this. It's just me. It's just me. There's something wrong with me that this is happening. But the more you just acknowledge that this is happening, you start to find that it's also happening for a lot of other people around you. And once you see that, it kind of loses its power. So I was able to see, okay, I'm not the only one dealing with this, which means that now it just comes down to a choice of if I'm going to change it, because most people do not make a change, right, within their life. So at this point, if I'm aware that I'm not the only one going through this, the only difference between me and them now is the action that I take. So I started to do a lot of inner work, which for me, I thought that stuff was all woo. I thought it was like, I don't need that. I just need more strategy. Like I just need the next thing that's going to make me more money. And as I started to dive in, it became that almost two year process. I worked with a life coach and it was really getting to the heart of, of why don't you see value in just yourself as exactly who you are. And that started to pull away all of that stress I was putting on myself. And it's a huge
0: weight to bear. It's an enormous weight to bear. And I, I think that one of, the, one of the really beautiful points that, that you kind of make here is that ultimately the human experience is not really unique. Like we get into certain situations where we feel, and, and, and that's a very human thing as well, to feel like we're the only one going through this and we're the only one experiencing it. But I think that part of the problem with that is that when we feel that way, it's very easy to fall even farther into isolation because we think to ourselves, no one understands me. No one understands what I'm going through. I'm all alone. And that just makes it even worse.
1: Yes. And I remember during that period of my business, I had so much guilt because like who am I to have accomplished things that I never imagined for somebody like me, which of course is what I would always say in that story. But who am I to do this and then not be happy or to still want something different or to not be lit up every day like the dream says, right? You should wake up and be excited every day. And if I don't feel that way, then I am so ungrateful. I am a horrible human being. Like there are people that are struggling right now, and I have been able to create this. Yet I'm not happy. And as soon as I just said, you know what? I'm going to talk about it. I'm just going to put it out there. And at first, it was in coffee chats with people where I would just say, actually, this is how I'm feeling right now. It may be weird, but you know, just being real. This is where I'm at, and I'm kind of navigating it. And people just, said, I'm going through that too, or I've been through that. And that's when I started to see that we just need to expose everything. So I started taking this almost like the eight mile approach in my business. If you ever saw the movie where he just like says all the stuff on the mic first, and it's like, here's all the things bad that you could possibly say about me. I'm just going to like throw it out there. Now, what do you have? And I just started doing that with my business. It's like, look, here's all my things. I've had anxiety, you know, throughout my life I've had this I deal with this I go to therapy like and you know what oh well (laughs) like that's just who I am as a human but I found that the more I talked about it the more it didn't have power over me and it just became who I am and it's going to push away people who don't like it and embrace those who are saying oh god those are the conversations in my head I just thought I was by myself like oh no there's a lot of us. Don't worry. I'm just going to talk about it. So you don't have to, it's okay. I I love everything that you're bringing up here
0: because I, I, again, look at this. I have felt uh, so many of these same things. (laughs) It's kind of your entire point. And and it couldn't be more true because I I had a a guest on, um, I'll reference it in the show notes for anyone who wants to listen. Uh, Her name is Marsha Van Weinsberg, And she was talking about and I have, I've really come to feel this way myself as, as well. And she summed it up really beautifully. What is something that like, what could somebody else say about me that's worse than what I've already said to myself? And I think that when it's like you said too, like that takes away the power because we're so fearful of judgment and we're so fearful of other people um, having, you know, expectations that we can't live up to or, feeling a really negative way about us or something like that. But we're our own worst critics and we forget that. We're the ones that give ourselves such a hard time. A lot of times other people aren't even looking our way, but we think that they are because we we make up this big, huge story in our heads and we build it up to such a degree that then it just feels crippling.
1: Yes. And if you've ever, seen the meme before it's one of my favorites where it's just like um nobody's listening and it's like somebody really sad and then it's nobody's listening and ever, or nobody's paying attention and then they're super excited yeah oh is, my gosh like no one's paying attention the way you think they are no you know, exactly. like you're putting such a story in your head and most people are like oh that didn't work out like you planned, I don't know because I didn't freaking know your plan, and I'm not following <laughs> you 24 seven. Like I have no idea what your plan is. I don't really care. I'm on my own plan. And sometimes it's like we're we're
0: actually pretty arrogant. Like it, just yes. again, like as human beings, we, we just assume that everyone is all up in our grill and and you know is is having these expectations of us, and and they're disappointed when things don't go through as as we thought they did. When in reality, like half the time we can be doing a launch and then somebody's like, wait, you were launching something. I'm like, Oh my God, did I not do my marketing? Well, like I talked about it so much. (laughs) I feel like I've been talking about this launch until I was blue in the face. And then it's like on the last day, somebody would be like, Oh, what are you launching? I'm like, Oh my goodness.
1: (laughs) And I always think of it like the, the picture, right? So whenever you take a group photo, everyone's like, let me see. Everyone's just looking at themselves are not that actually looking not at the group.
0: Point. Oh my gosh. That's so true. And it's almost like if you're a really good girlfriend to your other girlfriends, mm-hmm. you will not post a photo where you look good, but everyone else looks like shit. <laughs> oh, don't you dare. Don't be that friend. <laughs> that's just a shitty move. You you don't do that. That's not a good friend move. <laughs> and then you tag the person like, you
1: know oh, what you are doing. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. That's so funny. Well, I am just, I, I really love how refreshing it is because there is sort of this, this huge move towards authenticity online, but a lot of people are still keeping their, their shit behind the paywall, so to speak. And they, they don't really want to open up. And it's not to say you and I were talking really quickly before we jumped on about, we also don't necessarily need to feel an obligation to share our life with the internet either. It's, it's a very fine line. Where do you, where do you feel like you kind of draw that, that line and that boundary between personal and private for you?
1: Yes, this is one of my favorite things because I've always had this personality where it's like, I share all my things. I don't really care. Like as long as, um, number one, I always check that I don't have any resentment for it, So essentially, have I healed? Is this something that's a scab or is it still a bullet wound? So if I know that I'm coming from a place where I'm just being super ragey or something just happened, I'm not going to go post about it on social media because I need time to digest it first. And then from there, I can kind of see like, Okay, is this something I even need to be sharing? Um, the other thing is, if it if I feel that it puts somebody down. So, for example, anyone who has worked with, say, like a crappy client, or they got a refund request, or you know, a bunch of people said, "I don't have the money," let's say for their product. Sometimes you get those days, and you're just like, you know what? Really sick of these kind of people. <laughs> like, like you're having that moment. That is not the time to go write an email about. Here's why investing in your business is important because you're just going to be ranty, right? About it. So, even something as simple as that is I just check to see what my true intention is in that moment. And if I need to do some personal work first. So if I feel anger, rage, any kind of frustration, I usually don't post about it. I let myself find whatever the lesson is I need to learn. And then I can choose to. And the other thing is being aware of who else is involved in that story. So especially when There are personal stories. And I actually learned this when I first shared about a time in uh, 2015 when I was at burnout extreme and I wound up becoming suicidal. And I never wanted to talk about that period of my business because I thought anyone who worked with me during that time would feel bad, right? Like I don't want to say that my business was awful then, or I was just so afraid of like hurting people's feelings, and then I finally started sharing that story in my business because it's what changed my entire business um, from that time, and I thought it was important to have this conversation and when I did, a few friends reached out to me and they said, "We were friends then. why didn't you talk to me about it like i I didn't even know that was happening for you, which of course, because, you know, people hide those things typically, which is what I was doing. But um, at the same time, that made me aware of, hey, when you are sharing stories, just be aware of who else is involved. If it's a spouse, have that conversation. If you're talking about something that involves them, at least have that understanding um, and be respectful. Or if you're talking about your childhood, like I always put a caveat of, Hey, like this is what happened. However, I don't blame my parents in any way. They did the best they could with what they knew, which I do truly believe. But I am aware of when I share certain things that there's other people involved. And I just try to mention that in the story if I can, uh, to just kind of cover my basis. So that's a boundary I like to keep of making sure I am aware of how I'm feeling when I'm sharing and if I need to do some work before that story needs to be shared. Or who's involved in it. And if that needs to be addressed as well, because not everything needs to be for the public.
0: Yeah, I, I definitely agree with that. And those are some really great points that you mentioned too, that I think that everyone could, we could all benefit from making sure that you almost go through that checklist before you decide to post something online. Because once you talk about it, and once you put it out there, you can't take it back either. And if it's mm-hmm. something that can harm you ultimately, you know, if you haven't dealt with it yet, if you're still working through it or harm someone else, whether it be a client or, or a friend or someone close to you, you can't, you can't pull that back. So it's, it's so careful. And I love the the consideration and and time and effort and thought that you put into that before you share any of these very personal stories, because it it is a really fine line. And I, I absolutely love how you show up but it's also really awesome to hear your process about how you decide what what makes it online and what doesn't. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's really tricky. The other side of that, I guess, is how how do you feel some people could maybe benefit from learning about social media, how to use social media from kind of like business strategy versus again, I feel like sometimes I, I can consider this. Uh, I always really consider this just as I'm posting online. I'm like, am I making this like a diary or mm-hmm. am I using this to actually build a business as well? And again, this is where it gets tough because we're building businesses, but they're personal businesses, like they're, they're personal brands and people are connecting with us. They want to work with us specifically because we're, you know, our, our personality and whatever. But where's the, where's that line and how do we kind of manage both and find the balance? Yes.
1: And I think that no matter what, as a business owner, there's essentially two types of content. So you have your connection content. So these are your stories, your beliefs, like your personal truths. And that's what allows people to get to know you. And then your expertise content. So this is where you are sharing about, you know, holistic living. Like I'm sharing about course creation and different things like that, because this is going to allow people to see that, Hey, like she knows what she's talking about in that spectrum. And what I find is like, if you only focus on connection, you'll have a lot of people who love to follow you, connect with you, but they don't actually purchase because you're their friend, right? Like you're you're the cool chick they love to follow online and it's almost like you're in the friend zone in that way. <laughs> and if you only lean on your expertise and it's like look at all the things I know, I know like all of this, I'm the smartest person in the room, it's oh, I love learning from her, but they wind up buying from somebody else because you don't have that thing right? Like they don't know what it is, but for some reason they keep buying from the other person in your industry and it's because you need both. So I am always aware within my content of, let me make sure there's a balance of the two and really just like a 50, 50 split. Keep it super simple where when I'm posting content, I'm making sure, okay, connection. I want people to know that a priority for me, is my marriage, that I believe in putting myself first, that I don't apologize for that, how I set boundaries, that I love to travel, and then I attract people very similar, same senses of humor, like all of that because of the connection content. And then on the other side is what I believe about business, to be true, that it should be working for you, that I am a strategist at heart. So, okay, like here's how we actually name your course. Here's how we actually make sure it's launching correctly. Here's how we evergreen it. And I mean, that's what I help people with on the back end. but the people who actually come in to work with me, it's because I've paired the two together. So they already know what they're coming in for, uh, when they start to work with me. So that is my personal balance. And if I'm leaning too heavy on one side, the sales will show it.
0: Mm, That's such a great reminder. I hope that everyone's listening closely to that because that's something that all of us can always really benefit from keeping in mind, I think, as business owners, because sometimes we can get sucked down like that, that more connection, uh, like friend zone. I love how you put that, kind of like the the friend zone type of content, because, yeah, it can it can feel good to share and it really allows us to connect with people on a deep level. But at the same time, we're running businesses. And we still deserve to be paid for our time and expertise, but we can't expect anyone to pay us if they don't know what it is that we do. and they're not really sure, you know that that we're even. The, the expert in whatever it is that we're offering. So that's a really great reminder as well. Um, in terms of like your mental health and stuff as well, it's such an important conversation. What, what is it that you feel like you do on a day-to-day basis to really take care of your mental health other than being more open about it and, and stuff like that, That which I know that you already do to really uh, open up and, and connect with people on a deeper level?
1: Yeah. So I... I remember I used to be the person that was like, I need to have that, that perfect morning routine, right? Like the only way I'm going to get rid of my anxiety is to journal and to light candles and like all this stuff, which is totally fine if that's your thing, except it wasn't mine. So, so many times I find like we try to find healing in somebody else's way of healing. So it's, oh, the only way I'm going to do this is to do X when really I want to encourage everyone, like no matter what it is in your life, if you need your self-care, like allow yourself to define that for yourself. So for me, I need, and I always like joke, cause I know it sounds ridiculous. And it's probably also obvious that we do not have children because I need four hours in the morning of just me time. So this allows me to get quote unquote, prepared for the world. And I allow myself to start that day. However, I feel in the mood. And when I did that, I started to see that for me, being outside is a number one for me. So I tend to run a lot. And I'm like, you guys, I'm not the fastest runner. Like I have done a marathon and all these things, but it's not because I'm like this running pro. It just helps, you know, run off the crazy a little bit. (laughs) So like, (laughs) it just allows me to get out all the things. So moving my body is definitely something that is super helpful for me. So, and it has to be intense. So I'm that person where like yoga and things like that, I think it's amazing and beautiful, but I can't do it. So I'm like, well, I can, but I don't enjoy it, I should say. I mean, so, you don't get the same benefit from it.
0: Yes. Right? Exactly. Yeah.
1: yeah. So instead I kind of just sit in a pose and I'm like, I'm more stressed out because like <laughs> my body doesn't <laughs> bend this way. <laughs> like I can't do this. So movement is so key for me. Another thing is I am not somebody who enjoys journaling and I just realized because I'm an auditory person. So I just talk to people. So I have my inner circle of people that I can always turn to when things are hectic, when they are out of control, like to lean on other people and allow yourself to do that, I think has been such a huge shift for me where before I would just keep everything in because nobody wants to hear that. You don't want to be that person. Don't be that negative, you know, like all those things. And then I started to realize, wait, If you're around the right people and you're supporting them, let them support you back, right? Give them that same ability to pour into you. So really allowing myself to not carry the whole burden, it found that again, once it got a voice, it lost its power. So if you've ever said something to someone else, you're like, oh, I just heard how that sounded. Never (laughs) mind.
0: (laughs) That's a good feeling too, because there's such a sense of relief of like, Oh, wow. Okay. No, I've been freaking out over that and I don't need to.
1: (laughs) Yes. And me and my friend, we have this thing on Voxer because we we talk all the time on it. And that's just like a walkie talkie type of app, a messaging app for those who aren't familiar with it. But sometimes we'll start off a Voxer saying, it's to you, but this is really to me. And then we just say things (laughs) and we'll listen to the other person's stuff. But it's funny because by the end, it's I figured it out. <laughs> like, I'm good. I just needed to vocalize this to someone. Um, but it allows you to just get it out there, which is huge for me. And then for me, I need alone time. So I used to run a business 80, 100 hours a week. And I thought that was normal. I thought it was, you know, hashtag hustle, all, like all the glorification. Because again, my self worth came from that at the time. But for me now, it's, just having space in my day for me with no schedule attached to it. So if that space is me Netflixing, cool. If I'm going for a bike ride, great. If I want to like run to the mall or do some random errands, I can do that where before I didn't have that. And I found that that helps so much for me on a personal level of just, here's your work hours. This is the time you do things after that do whatever you feel like doing and you don't have to explain it to anyone, right? Like what your version of fun or enjoyment is. If it feels good for you, like just lean into that. So being able to have those conversations, being able to have a routine of how do you sweat because you just, you just get out everything. And then recently I actually went back to therapy as well as another way of, you know what, like my friends are going to listen to me, but sometimes I just want that person, right? Um, That's going to question me deeper and start to dive into some more things in my life. So I kind of almost like mix and match as needed, but I find that those have become the consistent elements of what makes me feel really good.
0: Oh, that's so helpful. You you mentioned so many things in there that I kind of want to circle back to you because one thing is that I feel like we all have this obsession with morning routines because it's like a handful of people who happen to be millionaires put out booklets and stuff about the millionaire's morning routine. And then we, especially as entrepreneurs, but in, in general, I think we seem to think that if we don't have some super strict over the top morning routine, that then we aren't going to be able to find success and it it makes us even more anxious.
1: Like, <laughs> absolutely, and that's what I used to do. Like the whole five a.m. club, and like, like, but why? I'm mad. So <laughs> I'm like, mad. What <laughs> kind of work am
0: I getting done right now? <laughs> it's so true, and then that can just add to even more stress because we have to work with our body's schedules as mm-hmm. well. And the other part of of this that I really, really want to, I kind of underline is that I love that you give yourself four hours in the morning of me time. And I know that that isn't possible for everyone. Like I don't have kids either, so I also have the freedom to do something like that. But a, a lot of people don't, and I fully respect that. But I just really love that you give yourself the permission to do it, because there have been so many times where I have felt like I needed that time And then if I try and push through it to just get straight into work, or if I do allow myself that time, I always end up feeling incredibly guilty. And it's like, no, you should be working. It's still almost like this very corporate mindset is drilled into me. Like you should be working between the hours of nine to five. And I'm like, this is not why I started my own business.
1: (laughs) Yes. And a big one for me that I had to break out of, and this is like, just those weird things that happen along the way is my husband's a poker player. So Friday and Saturday nights are big nights, right? Cause more people are going to be at the casino playing. And because of that, I tend to work on Friday night because he's not here and it's like, let me just sit down and focus. Right. And do the thing. If I don't need to work, I don't, I don't have to. Right. So we'll hang out during the day. And I used to be so hesitant to tell people I worked like Friday and Saturday nights because I thought they'd go, Oh God. Cause she's working all the time. And like, I don't want to work with someone that works all the time. And I'm like, wait a minute. Like, why does it matter? <laughs> like, you can work whatever hours you want. Like, and that was still that, wait, it's the weekend time. And I'm like, but you just took Tuesday and Wednesday off because you could. So, like, does it really matter? Like, what the day of the week was? So, it's still that conditioning of no, you don't work on the weekend. It's like, but what if I want to? Because, like, yeah. I just feel like it. Why is this a bad thing? Like, I don't understand. So then I just started embracing. I'm like, you know, we can make our own hours, right? <laughs> like, yes, I don't and understand.
0: I, sometimes I would do that. and I sometimes I still do the same thing where I I'll work, you know, randomly on like a weekend evening or something. And people will reach out and they'll be like, are you okay? Are you overwhelmed? I'm like, no, I basically worked like three hours in the last two days. So I'm making up for less time and I want to, it's fine. Like, Like I'm okay. (laughs) (laughs) No big deal. It's not like I'm, you know, not like what you were doing. It's not like I'm working, you know, like a, a, like 120 hour weeks or anything like that. Exactly. I just I took yesterday mostly off so I'm going to do
1: something today instead like <laughs> mm-hmm. like they're all Saturdays for me you guys. <laughs> exactly, exactly.
0: We get to choose and that's really the the benefit of it. It's just it can be unsettling when you're first kind of trying to start to find your own routine because there's still there's so many like societal norms too that are drilled into us and because the average person still has like a, usually like a more typical type of job with more typical work hours. So it's still very, like a very novel idea for people when, and, and kind of like you, it still shocks me sometimes when I wake up, I'm like, I get to pick my own schedule today. Like, how did this even happen? <laughs> so exactly. it throws us.
1: <laughs> and I will say one of my favorite things, and I've been really diving into this. And part of it is because my brand is called Freedom Driven Success. So like seeing the definition of what that looks like for other people and how it's similar to mine, how it's different. And I think that's the beautiful thing because like for some people, they go, what am I going to do with four hours of time? And I'm over here cleaning the house in all my glory because I just love to do it, right? So everyone's definition is different. And for me, part of it is that no matter what is going on each day, is that I can step away from my business anytime I need to for any reason so I don't have a schedule that's booked out with clients and that's part of my own you know business model for success is to have that scalability to step away But I started to realize that in that process, what it allowed me to do is when I see somebody online that's like, you know, I'm going through something, I'm having a horrible day, like this is just happening. It doesn't matter how close we are. Maybe we've connected in a program or a group or, you know, something to that extent and go, hey, this may be weird, but I'm free. Or do you want to jump on Zoom and just chat? Like I'm here. And if anything, I could just be an ear to listen to. And that's totally cool. I'm not going to coach you or anything like that, but sometimes you just got to get it out with somebody who understands and I'm here for it. Or if a friend says, Oh, actually you want to meet for lunch or do something? It's like, am I allowed to do that on a Wednesday? Yeah, I am. <laughs> like, <laughs> I can do whatever I want because I've created a business that allows for that flexibility and being able to have those moments of realizing, Oh, this isn't normal for other people, but you've created this for yourself. So remember to be grateful for that, you know, or just like take a minute to appreciate that you've done that for yourself. Where it's hard to celebrate ourselves a lot of times.
0: That's that's such a great point too. I yeah, that's so true. And I just I love how genuine you are because when you're saying, you know, if if you saw that somebody's posting online that they're having a tough time and, and you would message them and say, Hey, you want to just jump on Zoom? I know for a fact that you would absolutely do that. Like no questions asked, you would do that in a heartbeat. And you and I met at an event a couple a couple months ago, and I was just immediately drawn to you. We I had no idea who you were prior to this, and we had never talked or anything like that. And I was just very drawn to you because I just felt um, I just felt like I could connect with you very easily. And I don't feel that way about very many people, so I can absolutely attest to how. Like, like, just what a beautiful spirit you have and how down to earth and, and genuine you are. So how exactly how you show up online is very much how you are in real life. So I just want to, to throw that out there. Uh, on top of that, I would love to hear more about your, your kind of full definition around freedom-driven success because this is the name of your podcast as well. It's the name of your mm-hmm. business. Your podcast is amazing. We will link that up in the show notes so that everybody can go and, and check it out. But what, what else does that entail for you?
1: Yes. So I found that so many people, they start their business for freedom, right? For personal financial freedom, typically both. And what starts to happen along the way is it starts off great. And this amazing dream and all the vision boards, and you start to have the success and what tends to happen. And this happened through a lot of those behind the scenes conversations. I started to realize how many people have success, but aren't truly happy. So yes, I've gotten there. However, I feel mom guilt for never being with my children. Um, my, they're having problems with their spouse because they're never around, right? Like they're just not having that time. Um, my health is declining. Like all of these things where people and especially women are getting burnt out. And part of it was because this attachment, right? Of, Success defining them. So, you have these high achievers that probably were doing amazing in a work environment. They get into entrepreneurship. They take that same drive, which is a true gift that not everybody has, but it actually works against them because they drive themselves to somebody else's destination. So, they wind up getting all these quote unquote things, yet it doesn't feel the way it should. So, what do we need to do is number one, like, let's get back to what is freedom for you. So what will make you feel really good? And for some people, it's not a million dollar business. Like they could be in the 200, you know, lifestyle range and they have more than what they need and they're happy and they're impacting lives for others. They want multiple million dollar businesses that allows them to expand their mission for some 50,000 a year is perfect for them. Like Hey, it replaced my past income and I get to be home more. That's cool. If I can book some extra trips throughout the year, I'm happy. So if we can get to the core of what that looks like and then hold it against your business and say, okay, currently, does your business actually serve that vision? Or did you just build this business, you know, stacking, stacking, hitting these income goals, doing these things, being surrounded by all these different messages out there and you just created something that it's a vision, it's just not yours. So, what do we need to do to change that? So, a lot of times when women come to me, we are shifting a lot of things in their business. We are shutting down offers, creating a new one, you know, things like that because it, they've created the wrong vision. So, we're able to define what freedom is for them and then create that as their North star in their business. So, okay, now that we have this, let's create a fresh new plan, which feels really weird because I haven't created a new plan, right? Like I've been in business for a while. They've usually been in business for a few years and it's, wait, let's go back. What do we need to keep? What do we need to toss? What do we need to solve internally in the process as well? Because there's a reason you got off path. And then let's go ahead and create a business. That puts you first, which is the overarching theme of freedom driven success. So, putting you first, which means your needs, your wants, your happiness, your health. So, whatever that looks like in your life, let's now create the style of business. So, the business model that supports that, where it may be one on one for somebody, it may be a mix of that and group coaching, it may be courses, it may be all these different things. But the only way you can fail is when you do it off somebody else's blueprint. So instead we create yours and make every decision based on that, which is exactly what I do. Cause I, I have other businesses besides this one. And it's because for me, I like to explore different passions and I like to get them around that like two to 300 level. Like that is my sweet spot. And I like to have different things that I can put my hands into and, For other people, it's a totally different vision, and we can just lean into what that is for them and make that happen.
0: So, tell us a little bit more about like your other businesses, for example, and how you have pivoted a little bit—well, quite a lot actually—over the years because you started more like putting together things to do with uh, health and, and fitness and weight loss and stuff like that, and you're doing something completely different now. So, I'd love to hear a little bit more detail about how you kind of transitioned that and what else you have on your plate right now and some of your other passions.
1: Yes. So we have had, I've had a freelance design business. Then I had the went into fitness, um, which was really my first online business that is actually currently being revived in a way in a different setting. So it will be more of an affiliate marketing type of business. Um, so as you know, uh, in the health and wellness space there, I guess you could say this in the entrepreneur too, there is a lot of messaging that is hurting people. Um, so part of my mission of reviving that because originally it was built with someone who had a lot of personal development work to do. So I wouldn't want to, you know, kind of run it the same way I did before, but once it's revived, that would be more towards, I just want to link you up with amazing women that can support you in whatever your health goals are. So just like freedom driven success is the business vision and how do we do this? This is more of what do you want to be achieving in your own health? I'm going to pair you with the people that have amazing programs and resources and one-on-one or whatever it is you need that are all vetted by us already so that You don't have to fall into the marketing plays that are out there um, anymore. So that's something that is on the horizon for us. So that's exciting. Um, We also have a true crime brand, which launched a few months ago. So this is like left field for some people and then love it for others. So you never know. Um, But essentially what we are doing with that brand is I... I love true crime. I have since I was little, I just thought it was my own weird thing. But again, one time I mentioned it online and it was on Instagram stories and I started getting messages of you listen to that podcast. How about this one? How about this? one?" I was like, I had no idea so many other people like true crime. Like, I just <laughs> thought it was my thing. <laughs> again, you never know. Exactly. So from there, I started to look online and saw that it's one of those, I I'll kind of explain it this way. It's just like you could have your Whole Foods grocery store and then like your, like just the average, you know, type of grocery, like they have different needs, right? It's a, it's a different niche that they serve. So in the true crime space, they are very similar that way, um, where there's different types of true crime podcasts. So essentially we have created a database that people can, Go to, they can find more podcasts like the ones they already love, which is very specific versus iTunes. Um, and then we have advertisers coming in to be in front of that niche market. So it's totally different um, than what we are doing. And from there, we have some other ideas we're exploring, but my key thing with business is I stack one on top of another, like very strategically. So I want to make sure it's running, it's automated, and then I go to the next thing and add another thing.
0: I think that's so incredibly smart from a financial perspective as well. Um, and I, I, I don't always talk about the, the the money specifically on this podcast, a huge amount, but I think that there's really something to be said for developing multiple streams of income, but I mm-hmm. think that this is where a lot of people's heads kind of explode, is if we, if we start to try and think about that all at one time, it's so overwhelming that then we just, at least with me, like if I start trying to think about creating multiple streams of income all at once, I'm like, oh my God, my, I, I, just, I don't even know where to start. And then I just don't end up doing any of them because it feels like way too much. But it's like what you said is stacking it, like building one at a time and getting it to a really good, healthy place. And then you stack another. And then that doesn't mean that then the previous business dies. It's it's already in a good, healthy place to continue to grow. And then you're going to end up bringing in these multiple streams of income. And I think that's always important in any day and age financially. I think it's it's, it's a really healthy, protective measure to put in place.
1: Yes, absolutely. And allowing yourself, like I have ideas for so many different things down the road. And even when I tell people about like reviving the the fitness side of things, it still comes down to that's like a 2020 play. Do I want to do it right now? Oh yeah, absolutely. Cause I got all the ideas, but bare minimum, because we have other things that need our focus right now. And this allows us to, you know, continue to do it in a way that doesn't make it that I work 24 seven. So you have to pick and choose like what actually fits on the plate. Other than that, it's got to go because I'm not going to increase my hour. So instead I just need to create a plan, finish it through. And then I get almost like the gift of the new idea to get to birth that.
0: I love it. No, that's, that's awesome. Jess, you have just given so much beautiful insight and just a really incredible wisdom today. I I'm, I'm blown away at how, how much you have to offer. And I really want to make sure that everyone can connect with you and find you. So let us know the best places to, to reach you. And then obviously everything will, will be referenced in the show notes as well.
1: Yes. So we'll make it super easy is freedom driven success across the board, website, Facebook, Instagram, all the things. And I would say Instagram is my favorite playground of choice. So feel free to come over, send a DM, say hi. Uh, If you want behind the scenes stories is of course where it's at. I
0: love your stories too. You, you never fail to make me laugh like in the best possible (laughs) way. I love your stories. So everyone go check out Joseph's stories and (laughs) Connect with her and thank her for coming on today because they're just awesome. (laughs) Oh, thank you so much for having me. Oh, well, I have one final question for you is if you could offer people one piece of advice on growing into the best possible version of themselves, what would it be?
1: Your gut knows what's up. Yeah, it does. (laughs) (laughs) It, you're going to get so many other messages that come at you. Everyone else's expectations, beliefs, stories, traumas, everything comes at you and everyone means well when they give their advice. But at the end of the day, trust your intuition, your gut, you will know the answer and it will keep repeating itself. So you know, that's the answer, but you'll keep asking questions to everybody else. You already know the answer. That's what you actually need to follow. That takes guts and courage, but it will be the thing that actually gets you to your very best life.
0: What a fantastic way to wrap up and to get you to freedom driven success.
1: Absolutely.
0: (laughs) Jess, thank you so much. I'm so appreciative. And this was just an absolute blast. (laughs) Thank you. Thanks so much for listening to the Room to Grow podcast today. All show notes and references can be found over at roomtogrowpodcast.com. And can you do me one huge favor before you go though? If you can take a a screenshot of this episode and tag me on social media, I would absolutely love to see who's listening and get to connect with you and thank you. And if you could leave a review on iTunes, that would go a long way and make such a huge difference. It really helps to get the word out there, get more amazing guests on the show and helps to get all of this information out to the world. Looking forward to growing with you.